0: Welcome back Split the Scene podcast episode 16 the happy holidays episode. Uh, I'm sure if you go on our Twitter once we get to hot takes you'll see the amazing uh getups some of us are sporting here today. Uh Dom's the elf and I guess I'm I'm Santa or something like that. Uh but we have a full slate of football ahead of us uh, week 16 playoffs are shaping into picture and uh we're gonna talk about a little bit later we talk a lot of playoffs we're gonna talk about some of those teams that might not be making it but uh for now let's jump into uh interesting week 15 to say the least um josh i'm gonna go to you first what game of the week do you want to highlight here from week 15 yeah so
1: it was a pretty crazy week in the nfl week 15 before we get into the game i'm gonna highlight i obviously need to shout out the obvious the buffalo bills won the division for the first time in 25 years love to see that that was a Fantastic day in the life of Josh Golden. We just got to throw that one out there because it was pretty awesome. But let's get into the game I'm going to highlight. And that is the number one competition in the AFC for my Buffalo Bills. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs, who just beat the New Orleans Saints by a score of 32 to 29. And I'm going to be honest with you guys were the Chiefs that good? I mean, the Saints had Drew Brees passing 15 of 34 for only 234 yards through an interception. Did have three touchdowns, though. They only won the game by three points. The Saints had that safety at the end of the first half that easily could have been a touchdown if the guy just recovers that football. And that makes it a completely different game. I mean, this Chiefs team is very good, obviously. They have all the talent in the world with Patrick Mahomes, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde edwards who's now hurt, which could be painful for them down the stretch of course travis kelsey tyree kill all those guys but i don't think they're playing their best football right now and maybe that's because they're not putting in a hundred percent effort because they know they've proven everything they need to prove and they have a chance to prove it again in the playoffs so they're not too worried about this last little stretch of the regular season but if i'm looking at this chiefs team right now i'm not too scared of them if i'm the buffalo bills i think as of right now, they look beatable. They'll probably kick it into next year when we get into the playoffs. But right now, I don't think this Chiefs team is too scary.
0: Uh, they certainly didn't play their best football on Sunday. Um, I still think, regardless of fans or not, it's hard to go play in the Dome against a Saints team who's rallying behind their quarterback being back. And we know that defense has been getting a lot better uh, since we talked about their defense. It's It's definitely improved a lot. But yeah, you're right. I mean sports are always about streakiness and you know when a team decides to get hot you got teams like the Steelers who got hot in the beginning of the season now look at them and you know you can you got teams like Buffalo who got getting hot now and look what they're doing so I think you know like you said I think once we get into the postseason they're going to kick it to another gear and they're going to be the Chiefs we know but definitely looked beatable on Sunday for sure I agree
1: definitely yeah and obviously go ahead Dom go ahead
2: and the Saints also looked terrible on offense. It was it was hard to watch, if I'm being completely honest. And, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Jerry Goff and the Rams today. But, I mean, Drew Brees looked terrible. He didn't belong on the field at all. And the fact that Jameis Winston, of course, tested positive or had some close contacts and wasn't able to be there didn't really help out the situation. But, I mean, Drew Brees kept them out of the game. He started like 0 for six. And their, their offense was out of shambles. They were able to get back into it because when the chiefs get a lead, they tend to play extremely conservative. And that's part of the reason why these games seem so close. Cause I mean, they've been winning all the way throughout all these games, except for the Raiders game. Uh, but the Raiders kind of have their number right now. And to me, it's hard to tell the chiefs. I would agree if the bills were to play them right now, I think I would take the bills, but the chiefs, They're just waiting for the postseason at this point, but the Saints looked very unconvincingly good in this game against this Chiefs team that didn't look like it was playing 100%. I completely agree with you, Dom. That's
1: exactly what I was going to say. I think if you put the Bills in Arrowhead this Sunday, I would be picking the Bills. Obviously, it's going to be different a month down the line when we think the Chiefs are going to kick it into their next gear. But right now, I don't think this team is invincible by any means.
0: Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, well, that was definitely, you know, uh, a game a lot of people thought was going to be a good game. Uh, uh, I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to go to Dom here to highlight <laughs> to highlight a game that everyone knew was, was not supposed to be good and turn into something completely different. Uh, Dom, if you'd like to talk about a tragedy that occurred on Sunday, <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, tragedy might not be the best word for it. Some people enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it, but let's Dom, go ahead and kick it off.
2: Yeah, not a good performance from the Rams by any means. They looked flat. They didn't come out playing well, and they got served up by the Jets. I mean, the Jets, they scored a touchdown on their opening drive. They'd scored on eight straight uh, opening drives uh, in, the, in the season. So I'm like, oh, you know, nothing new. You know, Ram, Ram just got off to a bad start, and the Rams didn't score on their second drive, they didn't score on their third drive. And I'm sitting there like, dude, I mean, what's going on? And, I mean, it was pretty clear watching the offense that they were just getting owned at the line of scrimmage by the Jets' offensive line. And it was by far the worst game the Rams' offensive line has played since that Dolphins game where they just got manhandled by the Dolphins' defense, which we've all established has been one of the best defenses in the NFL Are you reacting to the Jake Kumaro news, Josh?
1: Yeah. What in the world is that?
2: That makes no sense. The Bills just released touchdown Jesus Jake Kumaro. So
1: that that makes absolutely no sense.
2: Yeah. Anyways, back to the Rams. And for this game, it, it was weird because I mean the Rams they just weren't able to run the ball because they weren't able to get good blocks or anything. And then even when they would have good holes. Is because they were holding. I think they had four holding calls on run plays, including a couple of big plays in the second half that ended up getting called back. Cam Akers, 15 carries for only 63 yards. That's one of his worst performances since he's kind of taken over as that primary back for the Rams. He's not going to play probably for the rest of the season with a high ankle sprain, which is not good, but the Rams do have other options at the running back position, so they won't be hurt too bad. But the Rams just didn't really do much. And the Jets, their their two touchdowns on the opening drive of both halves when they came out of the scripted plays was good enough. And they were able to get a couple of plays that gave them a couple of first downs on every drive, which really limited the Rams amount of drives. And it didn't give the Rams enough time. Because, I mean, for me personally, when I was watching the game, there wasn't a moment where I was sitting there where, like, the Rams are going to lose. Until it was fourth and four and Goff threw the ball down the right sideline, like thirty yards down the field, and at that moment Atrocious I knew that pass call. was, yeah, it was awful. Uh,
1: Atrocious play
2: call. I will talk about it. At that point, I knew the game was over, or at least you know we had a chance of losing. The Rams had two opportunities to get off the field. Jets picked up two first downs, which has been something the Rams have been doing all year. Ben, don't break. I mean, the offenses they they move the ball down the field, but the Rams offense, the Rams defense stops them, and they've been not scoring a ton, but the Jets were able to get a couple of key first downs. They came out, they played better football than the Rams. That is the end of the story. And I I think a lot of it comes down to the coaching staff. Teams didn't look prepared for the Jets. There were comments throughout the week of them hoping to get some backups, reps in, just in case anything went down, like for the playoffs. And, like, comments like that you never want to make, especially going against a winless team. And uh, my friend pointed it out that teams who are 0-13 have won more than they've lost. So, historically, 0-13 teams have won more than they've lost, which, I mean, there hasn't been a ton in NFL history, but, you know, no one wants to go 0-13. None of the players, none of the coaches want to go 0-13 because they're they're playing for their jobs or a chance to get another job, essentially. So, they came out, they wanted it more. Jets won the game. Rams looked like crap. Everyone's making fun of them. Still aren't the laughing laughing stock of the NFL, I mean, a couple of weeks ago when the Rams lost to the 49ers and got flugged like an idiot, everyone made fun of Carson Wentz because he sucked on Monday night football against the Seahawks. Same thing happened this week where the Pittsburgh Steelers just got killed by the Bengals on Monday night football. So that was, that was nice to see as a Rams fan, but uh, I mean, I, I think I said last week, the Rams are going to go 12 and four win the division and we'll see how they do in the playoffs. That's now not going to happen. So definitely a little bit less concerned, but I think this was just a bad game from the Rams. They're going to come back and, Beat the Seahawks this week. Yeah,
0: I mean, I didn't watch a lot of this game. Like, I didn't watch it with like, uh, you know, because the Eagles were playing at the same point, so I wasn't watching it like intently, obviously. But, but boy, was I, was I losing it watching the uh, updates and stuff like that as they came. The reason I said this is a tragedy is because literally no one wins from this game, in my opinion. Okay,
1: L- like if if we're thinking uh, realistically, th- there's a couple winners here. Obviously, the big winner is Trevor Lawrence not having oh, to go okay. to New York. Okay. I, I mean, I because of Jacksonville, a, it's not like that's better. It is better. It's not much better, but it's better. you got it, better guys to throw to out there.
2: I mean, you've the got a J- I, you bat. said before, the, the Jets yeah, – okay, that's true. The Jets' wide receivers aren't that bad. They're really not. They're not. I'd rather have
1: Chark than anyone on the Jets. But, oh, 100%. But anyways, you know,
0: well, like I, like I was going to say, you know, like Jets fans didn't want to win this game. I saw all over Twitter after this game Jets because they because right now they don't have Lawrence and um, you know if you look at Jacksonville's remaining schedule doesn't they'd have to pull something to win
1: a game here Um, it's just unbelievable like we start hearing all these rumblings you know Jets go 0-16 but they're getting this Trevor Lawrence this prodigy maybe they can turn things around there are rumblings of them getting Bill Cower out of retirement to come coach the Jets and now they don't have Trevor Lawrence. It's all going away. Any hopes the Jets had are now done. And now they have the second pick with so many options of what they could do with the second pick, assuming that the Jaguars lose out. And it's a really interesting situation for the Jets. And I'm fascinated to see how this one plays out.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that because, you know, I've kind of in the camp where I'd argue you, you don't take fields at two. You trade back. I wouldn't pick at two. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it to either. I would trade back, get more draft pick, and build around Sammy because I don't think Sam Darnold really isn't that
1: bad. And the fascinating thing is that the best team for the Jets to trade the second pick to is Miami, and they're never going to do that because they're not trading those kind of big picks within the division. Would Miami
0: really be the best people to trade it? The, yeah, they'd go up to up two to and two?
1: one, Pinesio. Man, taking a tackle. And they have it. the draft capital to do it. They do. Yeah, but, um, they, that's not gonna. happen. They have happen. two first this year. Two first. But that's not gonna happen because you're not gonna see a big trade like that within the division. These things just don't happen in the league.
0: You know, you know who I think. You know who I think we're missing on maybe wanting to go to two. I don't think this is this crazy. Atlanta's at five. They don't want to be with Matt Ryan anymore. They could sneak up to two if they really like Fields. I can see them trading with, you know, a Jets team, too. Definitely
1: a possibility. And we'll hear a lot more of these rumors and all that smoke as, you know, the season ends, free agency starts to bubble up, all that. But right now it's really good speculation, but it's going to be really interesting to see how that one plays out.
0: I'm definitely looking forward to us talking about that stuff, too, once, once we get the chance to. But anyways, at the end of the day, what a game, Rams. Right. It was awful.
2: It was painful, and I mean, I was sitting there. <laughs> with, <laughs> my, my my mom's like, Dom, where's your jersey?" And like, I, I just got him back from umpiring a scrimmage. I said, "Nah," I'm like, "We're playing the Jets. I don't I don't really feel like you know dressing up for this game. It, it shouldn't be a game." And then you know the end of the first quarter happens. You're like, "Oh, you know, well maybe I spoke too soon." But like, and then I was saying, "I hope this isn't a game because I don't want to pay any attention to this game. I want to pay attention to." my fantasy team, which is in the championship, and the other two games that were going on, the Eagles-Cardinals game, which was a great game, and then, of course, saints chiefs Unfortunately, I had to put all my attention to the Rams game. Uh, We got embarrassed, so it sucked. It sucks losing to that team. Yeah, fair enough.
1: J-E-T-S-Jets-Jets-Jets. I told you they weren't going to, to
2: go 0-16, and I told you they weren't the old, and if they did, they weren't going to be the worst 0-16 team ever.
1: Well, they were still a horrific team and a terrible oh,
0: organization. The difference here yeah. is they, they have they, – the difference here is they drafted, right? So they had some young pieces to win them a game, honestly.
2: Leonard Williams had a heck of the
0: first half. Mackay Becton's pretty good too.
2: Oh, yeah, he's really
0: good. He's, they oh got some God. pieces for sure. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Anyways – I'm going to go jump into my game of the week. Cause Dom alluded to it. Uh, the bailout game for the Rams, uh, Steelers. W- what's up? How you doing? Uh, you're bad. You, you just lost to the Bengals, uh, without Joe Burrow. Uh, you, you weren't leading in the game at any point. You, you were down 17, nothing, uh, <laughs> at half. Um, and Juju, Juju got rocked. Uh, <laughs> he danced on the logo again. Uh, he basically told the haters to screw off and then uh somebody came along and knocked the football out of his hand and him out of the Locked game. Out. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He got put on his butt. And the Steelers just look terrible. And it's it's a lot. It's it's similar to the Rams game. It was all about Big Ben. Uh the running game wasn't terrible. I it, it wasn't that bad. It's just that they were down so they had to rely on Big Ben and Big Ben is looking terrible again. And they lost this game to a hungry hungry Bengals team that uh, wants to beat up on you know their their AFC North rival and they did and now the Steelers are in the spot where yes they're gonna make the playoffs no matter what but what where how far are you gonna fall in seeding? Are you are you gonna are you gonna give a two to Buffalo or what's going on here? I'm I'm just yeah. shocked that they lost this football
1: game. Can I ask the question now? Is it an overreaction to say that the Steelers don't win a game until next season? It's not yeah. an overreaction though. No. Because I really don't think they will. That's fair. I I don't, I don't see them beating the Colts this week. I don't see them beating a super hot Cleveland team next week. And I don't see them beating whoever they get in the playoffs, whether it be the bills, whether it be the Colts or Titans, whoever wins that division, whether it be the Browns, if they win the division, I, I don't see them beating anyone. This team looks terrible right now.
0: They definitely look terrible. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my reservations. I know I'm the Steelers biased guy, which makes sense. So, but I, I can, you know you can argue overlooking for the Colts even though it's a divisional game, but you know if they look this bad next week, it's the Colts. I'll, I'll I'll fully hop off the Steelers train. But man, you're definitely everything. Josh has been saying is coming to fruition. Bravos to you. Let's see. We'll see if it pulls off. I, I even if even if they do turn it around, I I think regardless they'll only win that first round game. They won't go any further anymore. I don't think they can. But, yeah, God, Steelers look disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, that's game, games of the week. I mean, we'll talk about last week's games when we get to predictions. We always end up doing it. So, if you missed your team, don't worry about it. Just keep listening. Uh, we do have player of the week, though. Josh, do you have a player of the week in mind?
1: Let's Let's stick to a trend that we were going with on that Pittsburgh game of Leo being wrong. So we're nice. going to go player of the week, Mr. Baker Mayfield. He went 27 of 32 against a great Giants defense, 297 yards. That's not the biggest number. It was certainly good enough to get the job done, two touchdowns. And he brought the Browns to a 10-win season for the first time in a million years. Baker Mayfield, franchise quarterback.
0: Baker Mayfield also shutting me up. Yeah, he, you know, he looked great on those rollouts. I told you last week, all about those rollouts of Baker Mayfield. And, uh, boy... Shutting me up too. We'll see when he gets into the postseason. Uh, I do want to see that week 17 matchup with the Steelers. I want to see where the Steelers are at, where the Browns are at right now. If the Browns lose that game, it's just embarrassing uh, based on streaky streakness of the teams. The Browns should wall up them. We'll see though. You're definitely right. I, he's looking great and I'm looking stupid. Uh, I know. I'm going to transition my player of the week. Uh, I'm going to stick with the quarterback as well. Actually, um, you know, I'm going to, for once, Take a little trip down the team biasy lane. Because I'm gonna shout out Jalen Hurts. Uh Jalen played very well against the Cardinals. Outside, he started rough. He started out with that safety, uh, through an intentional grounding in the end zone. Uh, but after that, I mean, you know, he didn't have a great completion percentage, 24-44. He had to throw the ball a lot. 338, three TDs. He rushed one in, four touchdowns. He kept the Eagles in this game. Uh well, actually the defense kept them in the game, but you know, he, he scored the points off turnovers and he, he set Eagles Twitter ablaze again, because I watched countless number of people jump off the Wentz train. Uh, and it's, it's, it's nuts to me still. Um, but man, these, this, these, these birds are one heck of a talking point now. And they're going to be for, for in the next year and a half. Uh, especially with Jalen playing like this. So I want to shout out Jalen Hurts because Eagles fans, you should be cheering for both of these quarterbacks, regardless of I think Wentz is, is better and for, for the franchise moving forward. I love that a guy like this is coming out and playing this well for us, and that's how you should be too. You shouldn't be crapping on one guy and cheering for the other. So Jalen Hurts, great game on Sunday. That's my player of the week. Dom, you got a player
2: of the week gonna, in mind? I'm going to stick to the quarterback trend. I'm going to go down south. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill's performance against the Lions – it is the Lions, but he did score five touchdowns, so figured I gotta shout him out. Went 21 to 27 for 273. That's 10 yards an attempt. Uh, that's hashtag good uh, for three touchdowns. There only got sacked once. 145 quarterback rating or 145 passer rating, 93 QBR. So that's very good. Along with two rushing touchdowns on three rushes. So very impressive performance from Ryan Tannehill. At 10 and 4, looks like they're going to be making the playoffs unless they lose their next two games, which could happen. And I hope that does because I pricked them to miss the playoffs. So prove me right. I,
1: I do want to say one thing while we're on Tennessee. Derrick Henry put up a buck 47 on Detroit, and that puts him at 1679 yards on the year. That's 321 yards away from 2000. I said last week that he's chasing 2000. He's still got a good chance at it.
0: He does. And boy, does the read option work <laughs> on the goal line when you have Derrick Henry as the fake. Oh, my oh God. My Ryan God. Tannehill had had Peyton Manning in the Dallas AT&T Stadium daylight on those read options. Oh, my gosh.
2: I oh remember my that my play. God. That play was awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I, hey, you know, Josh, you talked about I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. I look pretty right about Ryan Tannehill right now, at least. Pretty, pretty damn. It, it good helps game. when
1: Derrick Henry's running wild, but yes. Yeah,
2: I mean, fair. That's true. I
0: mean, Baker Mayfield Ryan, it helps when he has a Tan- job. Ryan
2: Ryan, T- Ryan Tannehill makes Derrick Henry. All right, that's that's a little
1: bit. That's, that's little, very much. That's that's a little
0: overboard. Anyways, update, guys. I've still not seen AJ Brown tackled either. I, he doesn't. No, he got he's never been tackled
1: at least once in that Detroit game. I did see him get tackled. No way. That's BS. You didn't take a picture? I did. It's like a uniform. I'll, I'll go back and find the clip and send it to you guys, but I'm 100% sure AJ Brown got tackled. Oh, I wasn't I mean, watching five, enough.
2: 5 catches and one of them was a touchdown. Yeah, why I, do I, I why do I not believe you? I I'm going to believe that he ran out of bounds 4 times, Josh.
0: Don't don't ruin uh, I'll our I'll find the don't, clip. Don't, <laughs> don't ruin I, our, I will ruin. find the clip. Don't ruin our fan's lid. I don't want this ruined for me. All right, anyways, that that wraps up. Week 15 uh, is definitely an interesting one, like I alluded to. Um, We have been talking a lot about the postseason. The postseason is obviously coming to fruition, but we're going to take a moment to talk about those teams who who are not going to be tasting the postseason. Uh, We're going to talk about coaching, because if you've not learned anything from this year, it's going to be that about at least eight head coaches are going to be fired. Three of them already have. Uh, Five more are probably going to come, if not more. And a lot of these teams need new head coaches. So we're here to help you pick – the new head coaches, uh, for next season. Uh, I guess we can start wherever, wherever we'd like, uh, do we, do we want to start with the ones that obviously we think are going to have coaching changes well, or let's,
2: let's start with the three that have that we are hundred percent certain. Needed. Or is it, is it three? I mean, there's Panthers, Yeah. It's, it's, Lion, it's Lions, it's Lions Fal- Falcons, Texans, Falcons. Yeah. Lions, Texans, Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so back. let's start with those three and then, Uh, And then we can go to the other places that we're pretty confident that there's going to be a coaching change. I say we start with the Falcons because I don't, I don't, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Let's start with the Falcons. Josh, I want to hear what what you think the Falcons are going to do here.
1: I think you got to keep Raheem Morris. I mean, I don't see a scenario where you don't, he's been coaching this team really well. I mean, what's the record since he got fired? I believe it's, I'm blanking like on the number, but I four. think he's... Yeah, they're like five and four. I think he's got every single win that they've had this year. He's getting this team to play well for him. I don't see how you don't make him the head coach of this team. He, These guys are rallying around him. They like him down there in Atlanta. I think you got to give the guy a chance. He's a young guy. You can really blossom into something special. Take a chance on Raheem Morris. Why not?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they're four and ten, but he's coached all four of their wins. Um, obviously he's, he hasn't, we, we've seen he hasn't got rid of the choking bug. Uh, that's unfortunate, <laughs> uh, but I'm with you, Josh. I mean, I don't, I I'm a little bit, I'm of the camp that, you know, unless he's doing blatant things that are hurt, hindering the team,
1: you should, you should give him more time. I mean, he doesn't have a full season. Yeah. So they started zero and five with Dan Quinn, then Morris is four and five. So yeah. that's a, Decent record coming in with no preparation to coach this team You give him an off season and build what he wants. He's got the pieces. I don't see why you don't have him stick around.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, I'm with you. I mean, he needs more sample size. He needs a season in where the organization, he came in with the organization kind of said, Oh, well, we're out of this season already. That's hard. That's a hard thing to come into give him a full season. See what he does before you pick a new head coach. So I'm with you, Dom, are you in the camp of keep Raheem or what are you thinking with the Falcons?
2: I am. Uh, I'd give them another year and then see, I mean, if I were the Falcons, I'd kind of tear things down the soft season. And yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go too deep into head coaching when you're trying to tear things down. So I think Raheem Morris is a good coach for them where they're at right now. All right. Okay.
0: So Falcons keeping a similar head coach, um, moving on. I want to move to the lions because I think we're not going to say the same thing with the lions here. Uh, Dom, I'm curious what do you think the line situation, obviously firing Matt Patricia halfway through the season, they have an interim head coach. What do you, what do you think they do in the offseason? Do they th- you keep the interim, make him the permanent, or do or you have a candidate in mind?
2: No, Rob Sala of the San Francisco 49ers, um, Michigan guy. They, they've, they've tended to go defense heavy with their head coaching hires, and I think they do the same thing here. Now, what direction the Lions want to go in in terms of personnel on the field, we still don't know yet. So I think it's just a good idea to just get a good football mind in like Sala and have him take over and try and clean things up because they are not a very fundamentally sound football team.
1: Yeah. I put Sala in Detroit as well. I mean, the fans literally wrote an open letter to Martha Ford saying hire Rob Sala as the next head coach of the Detroit lions. This guy's Michigan native. He's everything this fan base wants. He really just is a great figure to, have is the face of this Lions organization. And I mean, this is NFC North football. It's smash mouth defensive football. You got to stop Aaron Rodgers Somehow. I think you hire Rob solid. This is a no brainer slam dunk easiest decision of the coaching carousel this off season. See, I'm
0: going to go a different way. Look, we talked about, it, right. Detroit always goes defensive coaches. Look how that's been working out. Not very well. Jim Schwartz. Fine. He was a defensive oriented head coach, obviously, cause he's a DC now. Um, you have Matt Patricia who you know another Bell check dud when he goes ahead coaching. I want to see them go for I want to see them go for Dabble because I want to them to get a head coach that works with the quarterback more. And I think Dabble obviously over there at Buffalo a big part of Josh Allen's success in and this emerging offense. I want to see Matt Stafford finally get a, a head coach that's going to orient to him instead of orient towards the defense. I think it's a change that needs to be made in the Detroit Lions uh sala obviously would obviously be a great hire i just taking the counterside of go get yourself an offensive minded head coach for once because obviously the defensive minded head coaches haven't been working and you have matt stafford who is who is the capability of being a top five quarterback if you get him the right system he stays healthy he can be a low-end top five quarterback so i like dabble instead of sala so that's my pick for head coach
1: I don't agree with that pick I don't see Dable taking the correct job first of all I think there's better options for Dable out there and second of all I mean Dable knows that he's going to get his opportunity as a head coach eventually these Bills receivers you heard Colt Beasley saying it and you heard Stephon Diggs saying it in their press conferences this week they're doing everything they can just praying for Dable to not leave and have another year as the offensive coordinator of the Bills I don't see him leaving for a job like the Lions where he doesn't really get to build anything and he's kind of just playing with what they have for him I think he's going to want, if he's going to leave, it's going to be for a situation where he can really build a team like Sean McDermott has built a team in Buffalo. So I don't see him taking a Detroit job.
0: I mean, I don't know. You have Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson.
1: It's a decent team, but I think he wants to go somewhere where he can build and not come in and try to save something.
0: I mean, a head coach doesn't do much building. It's it's a GM's job to build with the head coach. I mean, obviously they have say, but I don't know. I like I like this spot. I think it's appealing. I think it's similar situation. I I have a spot for
1: Dable, and I'll get into it more later when we get to that spot. But I'll get into it more later. Just leave it at that.
0: I'll I'll end it with this. You know, it's similar. I like to think of it kind of like similar to a Frank Reich situation, not because record, but you know, when Frank Reich took the job, it was. Here, we have a quarterback in Andrew Luck, who's a great quarterback. He can be a great quarterback. We have weapons around him. Come and coach this offense. It's, it, it looks like a similar situation. You could, you could give a similar deal. We have Matt Stafford. We have weapons around him. Fix our offense. So that's, that's why I yeah. put dabble here. But uh, I, okay. I understand where you're coming from. You obviously have more bills in sight. So there you go. Now we're going to move to the last team who fired a head coach um, midway through the season. I mean, this wasn't even midway. This was, f- what, four games in? Uh, I think uh, Houston uh, firing of Bill O'Brien, their head coach GM, obviously uh, they fired him like two years late, but he, he, he got fired. Um, Josh, gonna go back to you for this one, what do you think Houston's doing at their head coach position coming into this off season?
1: Well, first of all, just looking at this Texans organization, when you're hiring a head coach, the number one thing you pitch to the coach, especially if you're looking at an offensive guy is who you got at the quarterback position. And if you're coaching the Houston Texans, chances are you're not going to have to think about a franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. And I think that makes this a really desirable location to end up at. And I think that's why they're going to land the number one offensive coordinator in the league right now in Eric Bieniemy.
2: I 100% agree. I think the going to go there. I think they kind of got that connection. And Deshaun Watson is kind of like Patrick Mahomes in the way they eat. He's got a really good pocket presence. He moves around a lot and make throws on the run to both sides. So, enemy has already worked with the guys kind of like that. I think him and Deshaun Watson are a match made in heaven. And I, I think this is the easiest one. I think this is an easier decision than, than Detroit. mean, so Detroit, you at least have to think, like, what direction does this team want to go in? I mean, for Houston, you know they're going to be building around Deshaun Watson. So, enemy to the Texans. If the Texans hire someone else, they're idiots.
1: Yeah. Unless the enemy gets taken off the market somehow before Houston can get to him, which I don't. Yeah, I don't know how. Happen.
2: I don't know how Houston can have, like Houston has one of the more desirable landing spots.
1: Not yeah, I don't imagine how the enemy could pass on Houston. And I don't also don't understand how Houston would pass on the enemy.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean I agree with you guys. This is this is. Uh, there's something more I need to say here. He should, if 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 everything works out the way it should he should be coaching Deshaun Watson. It's, it's the most appealing spot. Um, that one's pretty simple. So yeah. So Texans, Texans, Lions and Falcons, that's our picks. So, you know, we have keeping it in-house with the Falcons. We have some mixed picks, Salah and uh, my B- Buffalo Bills OC pick. And then we all agree B.M. I mean, should be in Houston. Now let's move on to, you know, a couple more interesting teams. Um, I'm going to move. Uh, which way do you guys want to move? You guys want to move to, you just pick NFC teams or AFC teams? What are you thinking?
2: I mean, let's start with the Jets and the Jaguars because I mean, like those are two teams that are just holding out to try and they're they're just trying to lose as much as possible. Okay. Those GMs are so they can put themselves in an optimal position. Uh, let's start with the Jags because they have the first overall pick, or that's what it seems like it's going to be. I'm going to give them Joe Brady, offensive coordinator from the Carolina Panthers. I personally thought Joe Brady was just going to go wherever Trevor Lawrence was going to go. I figured he was going to go to the Jets. I think Joe Brady's just as good of a hire as the enemy is. But, I mean, Joe Brady, he worked with Joe Burrow in that offense at LSU, got this offensive coordinating job in Carolina, and he, he's put together a decently solid offense with very minimal talent. Uh, just an awful offensive line. Carolina's been at a lot of games, and I think it's a lot in part – because of what Brady's done, along with Rule. Now, if I, if to be honest, if I were Carolina, I would trade. I would try and trade Rule to someone, and then promote Brady to the head coach. But I don't think that's going to happen because I don't trust the Panthers to do that. And I, I think Joe Brady is going to go to Jacksonville, and he's going to be the head coach for Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I also had Joe Brady here. I didn't I didn't know if anyone else was going to pick it with him, but. It seems like a match made in heaven uh, and for for exactly the Lawrence reason. I'm right with you there, Dom. Uh, Josh, do you have a different pick here for the Yeah, I do, actually.
1: This is the spot where I thought it was the perfect fit for Brian Dable and his offense for a lot of reasons because I think that, again, maybe this is just my Bill's mind thinking about it, but when Sean McDermott came in to Buffalo, he came in with Brandon Bean who he spent time with as the defensive coordinator and assistant GM in Carolina. They came into Buffalo together and built something. Now I see their disciples in Brian Dable and Joe Shown, the assistant GM in Buffalo, to come in and fill the head coach and GM roles in Jacksonville and kind of build an establishment in Jacksonville like McDermott and Bean have built in Buffalo. I see those two coming down to Jacksonville taking that spot with Trevor Lawrence and building something nice down there.
0: All right. I, I could definitely, I could definitely see it. That's a great argument moving. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a smart, I think you have that
1: open GM seat as well. I yeah. think him those two coming together as a package would really make a lot of sense. Cause they're going to be on the same page, just like McDermott and Bean are in Buffalo and they know how to operate. They've learned from those two guys. And I think they'll be able to build something nice with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, why not try a recipe that you've seen work already and is working right now? It's definitely a fair assessment. Uh, moving on to the Jets, obviously, same boat. Adam Gase, I, I hope, is fired in the offseason. Uh, it should, it should be a surefire thing. He should be gone. Um, so, what, Josh, what do you have the Jets do here in their head coach vacancy?
1: Look, this is a really unique spot for the Jets because they just can't screw this up. They will be absolutely destroyed if they screw this up. So I think they're going to have to play this one a little bit safe. You got to take someone who you know is going to be a good head coach in the league. He might not be an elite head coach, and that's fine. You need someone who's going to be able to steer the ship the right direction. And I think they're going to get someone with plenty of years of NFL experience. They're going to dip into the Sun Devil pool down at Arizona State and hire Marvin Lewis to be the next head coach of the New York Jets.
0: I, 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 I I like it. Uh, I mean, I, I would also, I also had Marvin Lewis there, believe
1: it or not. (laughs) Um, Like it just seems like a spot where obviously the jets want the home run, but it's so much worse for the jets. If they completely strike out on the head coaching hire, you know, that Marvin, that Marvin Lewis is going to be a good enough head coach to get the job done. And you just got to play it safe with a guy like Marvin Lewis. I, don't see how you can you can think of some other guys maybe a Jim Caldwell or something like that but I think you got to play it safe you got to take a guy who you know can coach in this league and you go with Marvin Lewis feels pretty simple here
0: my my reasoning to back you up there Josh because I'm with you there on Marvin Lewis is I'm operating in the boat that they don't draft a quarterback anymore and they have Sam Darnold I think you just need to get an old coach who's coached a lot of great quarterbacks already and simplify things for Sam Darnold I mean look Obviously, Andy Dalton isn't great, you know, anymore. But the, Andy Dalton played at a great level at points during his Bengals career, and then they had a guy like Carson Palmer there. Obviously, he looked great win for a couple of seasons there too. Marvin Lewis knows quarterbacks; he knows how to coach quarterbacks to a to a degree, not perfectly, but you know, I think he'll just simplify things for Sam Darnold that, to the point where they'll get a they'll get a couple more wins and make it interesting in the division uh with the pieces he has around him so I'm also picking Marvin Lewis here I like the pick Josh Dom uh what are you thinking here
2: I'm gonna take a different route here I'm gonna take a guy from the Rams that I love he's impressed me a ton this year I've talked about him a ton on this podcast Brandon Staley I just think the Jets need stability somewhere it doesn't even have to be offensive minded I mean They need to get an offensive coordinator or an offensive mind that can help them. And I don't think it has to be the head coach when it comes to Sam Darnold. I'm going to go with Brandon Staley. I mean, what this dude's done for the Los Angeles Rams defense has been incredible this year. You can make an argument that the Rams have had the best defense in the NFL. I mean, obviously, great arguments for the Steelers and the Dolphins, even the Saints and Bears, but yeah, Colts as well. But I mean, what Staley's done, I mean, there's so many young players on this Rams team. It kind of reminds me of the Jets. They're going to have a ton of draft picks. Kind of want a guy that's going to be able to lead young talent, and I think Staley gives them a good opportunity for that. I mean, if the Bears end up firing Matt Nagy, I think Staley would also be a great fit there, but I'm going to put Staley in at the Jets. Yeah,
1: I came very close to putting Staley in Chicago. Actually, I didn't end up doing it, but was really close between him and the guy who I ended up going with.
0: All right. So I, I definitely like, you know, we both, we all, we all pick stability as stable head coach for the Jets. So I'd like to hear that. Now I'm going to move on to two teams that we have listed here that uh, I think we're all going to agree on what they're going to do. And it's not going to be much different. I'm going to start with the Broncos here. Uh the Fangio has been on the hot seat a little bit for this season, but uh, I'm going to start here. And I think these two are going to back me up here. We're wholeheartedly going to move that. You gotta give Fangio another year. Uh, the Broncos season has been completely derailed by injuries from before they even started playing football. Um, obviously there are some concerns with Drew Locke's play. Uh, the defense looks legit, even though they're injured. I think you got to give him another season there in Mile High. It's a, it's a tough division. It's been a tough year. Uh, I think Fangio stays. I'm sure you two are going you two can go ahead and echo. Your I
1: completely agree. I think they just got absolutely destroyed by injuries by Von Miller and Korten Sutton this year. I think they're still a decent football team. I've always been a grew Lock fan. I think he needs some more time to develop. I think they should give him another year. And I would not be surprised if the AFC West is the best division in football next year. I like Vic Fangio staying as the head coach here. And we'll get to the other team in the AFC West and the Chargers in a bit. I got a lot of interesting things to say there. But in Denver, I like Vic thank you. Staying, give Drew Locke another year, give him one more chance before you blow it up. Exactly.
2: Dom, are you same camp? Yeah, I echo what you guys said. I mean, I predicted the Broncos to be a playoff team this year, and then Von Miller went down and you're like, well, you know, that that's not good. And then cordon Selling goes down week two. And I mean, Drew Locke hasn't been as good as anyone thought he was gonna be. And the dude's got all the arm talent in the world. I saw a quote that, uh, that he said the other day when they were talking during the Broncos-Bills game. They are talking about how at Missouri, they ran seven-man protections, and they ran two guys down the field and one guy underneath. And now that he's been in the NFL, it's been about reading defenses, you know, play design and stuff like that that he still hasn't gotten to work with. And so he's only started in, like, 15 games in the NFL. He, he deserves a little bit more time. If the Broncos, we've seen recently – when they're not making him throw the ball downfield, they're kind of setting up plays for him. They're putting him into more success. And, you know, Fangio is on the defensive side. He's a really good head coach. I think they should definitely give Fangio another year. If they're below 500 next year, it might be time to move on.
1: Absolutely. If they're below 500 next year, it is time to move on, no question. However, it might be time to move on from Pat Sharmer. I don't think he is a good offensive coordinator. I think you got to find someone perfect for Drew Locke. And clearly it's not patch armor.
0: All right. Well, that's definitely a fair argument, but let's keep it with head coaches moving our Next team. Uh, we did bring up, we put here the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're an interesting case. Obviously I've talked about them before in these situations. but I want to see my mind's changed a little bit uh, based off of things that have happened and looking over stuff a little bit more, but I'll get into that. Uh, Dom, I want to go to he- he-
2: you here first. Are you keeping Dougie P at head coach for next season? I am. I think we've seen too many signs of success in his tenure at Philly that make me want to move on from him. It's a tough, they're in a tough spot for sure. And it's a really bad situation there in Philly. Wide receiving court awful. O-line's old and not very good. And for an offensive guy like Peterson like that, it's tough. Someone needs to tell him to stop going forward on fourth down. I think they'll put themselves in a little (laughs) bit better situations. Uh, cause I mean, like I- I'm a fan of going for it in certain situations, but I mean, he's so aggressive. I mean, like it'll be like the first quarter, it's like fourth and three on the forty. It's like, dude, pump the ball, led your defense. It's good. Go to work, and he he goes for it and screws his team. Uh, there's too many good signs around Pearson to make me think that he should move on. I'm gonna keep Doug Pearson in Philly. All right, Josh.
1: I don't agree. I think just too much has spiraled around the last couple of months, honestly, the last year or so that I think you've just got to move on. And I think there are still a lot of good offensive pieces here in Philly. So you got to bring a young offensive genius in here and see if you can put all the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's why I love the idea of Joe Brady to Philly.
0: All right. Uh, I definitely, I see both sides because obviously Earlier, I was I was um, running for a new head coach on this podcast. Uh, I've since changed heart after understanding why some of the things that went down the season went down. I am gonna keep Doug Peterson here. Uh, I think Dom's being a little too harsh with the the receiving core is terrible, and the O line's too old because it's not it's not that old when healthy. And they found they found their left tackle of the future enjoyed by a lot of and he's like 24. Guys, a beast after they taught him football, and you got Brandon Brooks, who really isn't that. really isn't that old. Jason Kelsey's old, yes. Lane Johnson, not really that old yet. And then guard position, they have a couple options that aren't that old. Uh, the wide receiver core, also Jalen Rager. We haven't seen enough of him. He, he he looks decent. He's been hurt a lot. Dallas Goddard. It looks like a top five wideout, uh, tight end to me. Uh, top ten. Sorry, top five is a little a little egregious and then you know they'll they'll figure it out some pieces wise josh do you have something you want to add
1: i do want to say this because this thought just came to my mind between the last two things i just said if doug peterson does get fired and needs to look for a new job i would love to see him become the new broncos offensive coordinator i think he'd work wonders on drew lock
0: he does have some oc experience uh and he Definitely, yeah, I think I'm just because I think Drew
1: Locke is a bit of a similar player to Carson Wentz when he first came out of college, and I think he could just groom him perfectly.
2: He'd go back to the AFC West and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a perfect fit there. He could also go there if the enemy leaves. He could that go too. back
0: to Andy Reid. Yeah, um, that but isn't was, the worst idea. Sticking with Philly, uh, you you want to keep a guy like Doug? Look, he. He's taken the team to three straight playoffs last three years, obviously coached the win in the Super Bowl. Uh, he is overly aggressive. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, he, but I would rather have an overly aggressive coach than an overly passive coach. And I do respect Doug's uh, cojones, even though sometimes it gets us burned. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I've come around and realized that Doug is, a great head coach, and I think he's just been hurt, hindered by mistakes made by the management in the front office. I understand now why Jalen Hurts was only getting thrown in there a couple of plays. It's because Doug was a Carson guy. He hated the. This is my theory. He hated the Hurts pick. He didn't like it, and he was just putting him out there because the, because High was telling him to, and maybe Jeffrey Lurie was telling him to. But now that you know, uh, the benching happened. He he um, he's fully ran with Hurts. And the play the play design looks a lot better around Hertz, and that's why the offense looks so much better. And it's not it's you can't say it's Frank Reich anymore because he's not there. It's definitely not it's definitely not Zach Taylor. It, it's Doug Peterson. Uh, that's that's play design.
1: I, I do want to say real quick though, I put Joe Brady here in Philadelphia, but there are three lead offensive coordinators entering this head coaching class in Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dable, and Joe Brady. If the Eagles can't get one of those three guys sticking with doug peterson probably is the right move
0: all right well all right well that that wraps up philly um we want to get that off the table uh the next couple of teams here we have left uh we mentioned the Chargers. i guess we'll go there because the Chargers are definitely an interesting spot uh obviously anthony lynn's still coaching there but he's been a hindrance to this team ever since he started coaching here uh there they should move on to a different head coach josh we go back to you here you said you had a interesting spot here with the Chargers. who are you thinking here Yeah,
1: this is the one I'm really excited about. A lot of these scenarios that I picked, I think, are fairly likely. This one might not be as likely, but I think of all the ones that I said, if this were to happen, it's by far the best one. I think you look at this Los Angeles Chargers organization, and they have everything you need when you're looking at this team evaluating if you want to be the head coach here. They have franchise quarterback who's going to be there for the next 15 years, probably in Justin Herbert. And they have an elite pass rusher in Joey Bosa, who's going to be there for the next decade. Those are the two most important positions in football right now. So you look at that, you're set in those two spots. And that's huge. If you're looking at this from a head coaching standpoint, but of course the negatives are you're stuck in a division where you're going to have to compete with Patrick Mahomes every year. And you're stuck in a city where no one cares about you because you play second fiddle to the Rams all the time. And you're always cursed your franchise and your owners curse your franchise. So if I am the Chargers owner and Dean Spanos, what I need to do here is I feel the need to make a huge, huge splash and get a coach who not only is going to capture a huge fan base in LA, but is confident enough to know how to beat a juggernaut team in Kansas City. That's why I'm going to hire a great head coach. I'm going to hire a guy who knows how to win championships. And I am going to hand a blank check to Urban Meyer.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't see that one coming.
1: Uh, I think, I don't think he would necessarily, look, I know it's hard to get this guy out of retirement, but I think if you give him a John Gruden-like contract, you put him in LA, you give him Justin Herbert, I think he'd be intrigued. And I think if you can make this happen, this would be a phenomenal, phenomenal hire. Here's the thing.
2: One, it's not hard to get him out of retirement. He's already come out of retirement before. Uh, to that, that would be a good hire for the Chargers now. I pray that doesn't happen. Holy crap. Uh, I agree with you.
1: However, I think it would be a phenomenal hire. Now can, that would also that hold on. and that would also
2: require the chargers to not go cheap on a head coaching hire because yes, they are historically known for going cheap. I mean, Anthony Lynn was a garbage hire and a lot of people basically knew that. And same with Mike McCoy, and that was a garbage hire. He, he had, he made Tim Tebow look mediocre with an elite defense and won a playoff game. And then Peyton Manning came in, and they already had just an insane wide receiving core, and Peyton Manning look made him look like a genius. The Turner's were like, "There's our guy," and he sucked. He was awful. So, so if you're if is you're even praying anymore, McCoy, I don't think so. He sucked. So if you're if you're praying, you know that.
0: Meyer doesn't show up there. Who are you going with here for the LA Chargers? Tom?
2: Well, I mean, because like I'm not, I'm not picking a garbage candidate for them. Who do I hope they hire? Well, I hope they don't fire Anthony Lynn.
0: That's what I hope. I who do, uh, who, do you, who do you who do you have written down that they're gonna pick is what I'm telling you. Obviously,
2: you, yes, you... I I have them firing Anthony Lynn, and I have them hiring Brian Dable of the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, I I look at Justin Herbert and I look at Josh Allen, very similar guys. You know, not not the most consistently accurate quarterbacks in the world, great athleticism, big builds, when they have games where they are on target and they are just elite quarterbacks. And I think that Dable could translate what he did with Josh Allen from the Bills and take over from the Chargers. Like Josh mentioned, the Chargers have everything you want on the field. Their coaching staff's a joke. Their front office is a joke. And if Dable can come in, I think he has the ability to change that.
1: Two things: one, Josh Allen is no longer an inaccurate quarterback. Uh, he's had he's had
2: his periods. He had he's had like four or five. Josh games Allen is like, no
1: longer an inaccurate quarterback. His inaccuracies were from bad mechanics, which he fixed, and now you've seen his accuracy go up. Yeah. Second of all, call me crazy, I just don't like the idea of Dable to the Chargers because I feel like you don't hire a head coach. Fire him and then hire a new one from literally the exact same position where you hired your previous head coach.
2: Well, but this is under a different regime. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Anthony Lynn was the OC under Doug Mcdermott. Anthony Lynn
1: was the OC under Rex Ryan.
2: Rex Ryan. Okay, even worse. Uh, And now, not even worse. Not even worse. Okay, maybe not worse than Marone. Anyways, but who's a better head coach, Josh, Rex Ryan, or Doug Doug Mcdermott? Not Doug Mcdermott. Sean. Is it Doug? Von McDermott, Sean McDermott. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. There is another. Doug McDermott, McDermott was the player uh, from Creighton like eight years ago. <clears throat> yes, he was a baller. He was a stud. Uh, anyways, so I, you're getting a much better hire in my opinion than Anthony Lynn. I mean, Lynn was. The I agree. Back I just,
1: I, I'd be a little psyched out going back to the exact same spot that I took my last guy from, and maybe that's just me being crazy, but I'd be a little psyched out going to the exact same spot for the head coach again. All
0: right, well, I'm going to take this and, and spin it because I'm not going this direction. Um, this is where I put Salah. Um, I like him here because, you know, you have the appeal of Justin Herbert. He's obviously a defensive head coach. Look, you know, you said Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. That could be a, a, a ferocious duo. We've seen it be a ferocious duo. And we're all forgetting about Derwin Doesn't James. does that change his
1: driver's license. Stay in California. Yeah, there you
0: go. And then Derwin James. Derwin James missed, missed the start of the season. You know, he is an elite defensive back when he's healthy. I like Salah here. They keep going offensive minded. I'm I'm just like Detroit keeps going defensive minded. I want them to try and switch it up and go defensive minded for once. And I like Salah here with the pieces on defense. And then you you get yourself maybe an OC uh, who could work with Herbert uh, or I, I who is their OC right now? I don't I forget who the Chargers OC is right now. Off the top of my head. I, I'm drawing I think a blank. I
2: think it's McDonald or someone.
0: All right, well, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe get yourself an, another OC candidate. Um, I, 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 think that, I think they should go defense here and change, change the landscape. It's
1: Shane Steichen. I don't know who that is. Whoever that is. I don't I think he's no the problem either.
2: And, I mean, you, you bring up a good point because Anthony Lynn's been calling plays all year, and yeah. it's been a train wreck. And, I mean, the, it's been the classic charters. They, they get out to a big lead, and they go extremely conservative. Anthony Lynn runs the ball on first down every damn time. Watching the Chargers is frustrating because you, you, they're they're so predictable. It's insane. they, they definitely need a change. I Solo would be a good head coach. Definitely. I mean, I I can't see him not going to Detroit. I, I like that fit for him. But I think Dable would come in and he would fix things up. That would be a scary combo.
0: Yeah. So, but you my you know my argument is you know you always have had a head coach calling plays. It doesn't work. Get yourself a defensive minded head coach who lets you know, and a young OC call plays and he'll sure up your defense with the pieces that definitely
1: are there. Why not try for once? Cause the chargers, the way they've been doing it, they've been striking out uh, every time. Uh, I just think urban Meyer to LA is just such a slam dunk. I, I like it would be
2: like, I don't but imagine, the, but Dean uh, Spanos will urban not Meyer. pay Dean Spanos will not pay urban Meyer.
1: I completely agree with you. However, I don't see Urban Meyer getting a better chance in the NFL in the next five years.
2: I would love to
0: see it, Josh. I just don't see it happening. Um,
1: I, I agree with you, but I, I can't imagine a better fit for this guy in the NFL. I, I can't no, do no, it. it just, I mean, Jacksonville is a good, so perfect.
2: Jacksonville's a good fit for him too, because I mean, it feels to me like, you know, he was at Florida and then he was at Ohio State. I feel like he kind of wants to take like, a low-market job that, that's good for them. need
1: him. the firepower, you know? The Chargers need that firepower in Urban Meyer. The Jags have their firepower in Trevor Lawrence already. The, ja- the Chargers need someone to kind of bring that spotlight onto them, take it off the Rams a little bit, take it off the Chiefs a little bit. Urban Meyer would do that for them.
2: First off, the Raiders are L.A.'s team. They always will be. Let's make that very that's clear. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, it would be a good hire. I, I see – 0% that Dean Spanos is going to go out and pay
1: head coach. All right, well, unfortunately, I agree with you, but I just think it would be a, a perfect doesn't even describe how great the fit is.
0: All right, so let's move on to the Chargers. Obviously, we all have different picks. I like it. Let's finish off the last team. I know this fan base wants to hear would want to hear what we have to think. We're going to finish up. I'm going to take the realm on this cuz I have a I have a lovely pick for this. I, I this is my favorite pick out of all the head coachings. Chicago Bears. All right. They need to do a lot of cleaning house. Uh, Nagy is, is going to be one of them. Um, and I have a perfect head coach fit. And we talk about fit. He's talking fit with Sala in Michigan. This guy would be perfect. He's already in Illinois. He's rooted in Illinois. I want Pat Fitzgerald as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. All right, he's, he's a North, Northwestern alma mater. His family grew up in Chicago. He loves Northwestern. He's obviously turned this program around from a, you know, They haven't been a football school. They haven't really been a heavy sports school that heavily. He's turned out a couple nine-win seasons at Northwestern, makes him look well. He doesn't want to move out of Illinois. He's rejected head coaching offers from other places because he loves Illinois. He loves his alma mater. He has family in Chicago. Here you go. You don't have to change your driver's license, Mr. Fitzgerald. You're the head coach of the Chicago Bears. You're about 45 minutes from your alma mater still, and you're head coaching in NFL, and I think he could turn around this Bears organization. I love Fitzgerald to the Bears. It's 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 a match made in heaven to me. That's my pick
1: for head coach for the Chicago Bears. All right. I, I really like that. I think that is a very good hire. I think one of the things I love about that idea would be, to me, when you hire a head coach in the Chicago Bears, like, You got to stick to being the Chicago Bears. You got to hire a defensive guy. This is what the Bears do. They play defensive smash mouth football, and that's what they do best. I think Pat Fitzgerald would be a great fit here. He's not the one I went with, but I do love that fit. I went with another defensive coach who I think is a very intelligent guy, has experience at the head coaching division, at the head coaching position, has experience at the head coaching position in the NFC North, I've been screaming about the fact that he should be getting another head coaching opportunity for the last six, seven years. Jim Schwartz to the Bears. It feels perfect. It It feels perfect.
0: I see it. I see it. I I just know that Fitzgerald would win over Chicago's
1: fan base in a heartbeat too. Oh, he would. He would. Pat Fitzgerald would be a great hire. I don't think he's leaving Northwestern. I think he loves it there. I I think he wants to stick in college.
0: Yeah, this is this is the only team that he will leave – I
1: think he would maybe leave college football for. Yeah. Absolutely. I do like Tim Schwartz here.
0: I, I like I like that pick too. I just uh, am operating on the fact that the Eagles don't let him go. Uh, either one of those guys too.
1: would be great for the Bears.
0: Yeah. Dom, who, who do you have here for Chicago?
2: You guys are going to hit me for this, but I think that Matt Nagy is going to remain the head coach in Chicago. Oh. Moronic.
1: Moronic. Yeah. <sighs> I do. I think that would be the worst decision. I, I can't say it's the worst decision they've made in a long time. They drafted Mitch Trubisky, but this would just be monumentally awful if they stuck with Matt Nagy.
0: I will argue that it wouldn't be as worse if they kept Paige. I think it'd be worse if they kept Page, but no. Paige no. Page and, his, and his picks in the...
1: Pace, is, first I, of all, but... Hey, sorry, whatever. Close. I Nagy's worse. Nagy just doesn't know what he's doing. Like, it's really that simple. He doesn't know how to command a locker room.
2: I, I think they both uh, should go. But Yeah, I mean, I think both of them should go. I don't think they will, though. I, I think Nagy's going to stick around. Uh, if they do, if Nagy does leave, I think that a really good head coaching hire for them would be Staley from the Rams. He was, the, I think he was their defensive backs coach last year and the Rams promoted him to their defensive coordinator. And the Rams, secondary, he's been the best in the NFL, and it's not even close. Secondary has been unbelievable for the Rams. Uh, I
1: don't know. He was in Chicago in 2017 and 18 as the outside linebackers coach.
2: Okay. Uh, But I, I, I I like everything that Staley's done. I think he would be their head coaching hire. But I think that they've seen an offensive turnaround and niche the last three games. And they're going to say, all right, let's run it back one more year with these guys. We'll draft someone in like the third round. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. I don't think that's the right way to go, but I think that's what they're going to end up doing. I love Chicago sports, uh, and I really hope for their, their sake this does not happen.
1: <laughs> I hope. Uh, I, I would also like to see maybe they could end up with Rob Sala. I don't see him not going to Detroit, but if he were to somehow not end up in Detroit, I think Rob Sala to the Bears is also a home run, but Again, Jim Schwartz or Pat Fitzgerald, those are two fantastic hires. If The Bears can make either of them happen.
0: All right. Well, that's all of our coaching carousel. We covered about eight teams. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we will revisit this when we get to the offseason and see uh, how, how we did. Um, but for now, we do have a whole slate of picks to make. I'm going to update the standings. Dom did hit another hot take. He took the crown back for most hot takes hit. He's hit four this season. Uh, and it helped him put it, propel him ahead. Dom is now four points ahead of me, 122. Uh, I sit at 118. I did not have a great week. And then Josh gained a one-point ground on me. He's at 109. Uh, so it just didn't come down the wire. We'll see if I can catch up to Dom and if Josh can pull something out of the hat, uh, figuratively speaking. Um, but we do have a full slate of games to get into. We're starting with uh, a new NFL segment in their money grab, cash grab uh, strategy. It's the Christmas Day game. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, Christmas Eve. Obviously, happy holidays to everyone, if I didn't say it last week. Happy holidays to all of our listeners. Uh, but we do have a Christmas game because the NFL win. No, the NBA, you're not allowed to have the you, Christmas Day completely. We're going to come in and grab some money from you. Uh, so the, our first Christmas Day game is uh, the 6-8 Vikings at the 10-4 and four Saints. It is the rematch of the Minnesota Miracle, uh, obviously. And also, last year, uh, they played well, played last year with uh, the Kyle Rudolph OT touchdown to upset the Saints last year. So, this, this is an interesting game based off playoff experience. These teams know each other pretty well in the postseason. They're playing again in the regular season. Um, Josh, when we go to you first here, what are you thinking with this Christmas Day game? You know, lackluster.
1: Oh, this is so simple. I'm taking the Saints here. This has everything. This has revenge game. This has hat and t-shirt game. This has hungry dog runs faster. The Saints – win every single category there. This is just so simple. Take the Saints. They're not going to lose.
0: All right. I'm echoing what Josh said. Uh, I think Drew Brees looks better offensively uh, after coming back from those injuries. Uh, shaky week last week gets the Chiefs. I don't think they dropped this game. They need this game for seeding's sake. I'm taking the Saints as well.
2: Dom? feed Kamara. He's your best offensive player. And, you know, he's also on Vavos. Uh, the Saints yeah. are going to do that. And uh, the Saints are going to win this game by around 10 points.
0: All right. We all roll black and gold. First game, that's Sunday, Christmas. Sorry, no, sorry not Sunday. Friday, Christmas game. Uh, that'll, that'll be our, in the middle of Christmas. Uh, next game we've got here, we do have three Saturday games again because college football is gone. So the NFL's, or NFL goes – sorry, college football regular season is gone. So the NFL goes – Ah, more time slots, and they threw more games in on Saturday. So we've got three to cover here. Uh, They're not – none of them are really that good. Uh, I don't agree with that.
2: uh, I I think two of them have the potential to be really good. The first one – first one one maybe, honestly.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't know. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about them. The first game here, obviously, nine and five bucks uh, hosting the Lions. uh, The Tom Brady – last week, Tom Brady pulled another uh, screw you, Falcons move. uh, And – Pulled off a comeback win over the choking Falcons and the Lions, uh, coming off that the loss to who they who, the, who I'm blanking on who they just lose to. It was the Titans, Titans, sorry, Titans. So, um, this seems pretty simple to me. The Buccaneers have a shot to win the NFC South still, it's slim, but they're gonna play for it. Uh, like Dom was talking about, they were gonna heat up after uh, their bye, they've won their last two. I'm going to roll with them to win this game. There's no reason they should lose this game, in my
2: opinion. Uh, Dom? I'm going to take the Bucs here. I'd also take the points in this game. Uh, Bucs have been very unimpressive coming out of the bye. And the Lions have played a ton of close games, and they just didn't have the offensive firepower to keep up with the Titans. But the Bucs, they're they're going to win this game probably by around a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I agree. Bucks here. But they're really not that good. I've been saying it all year. They're just not playing a great team on Saturday against the Lions. Bucks win. Lions probably cover.
0: All right. Okay. All right. So we all have Bucks here, all rolling together. Next game here, we have Niners at Cardinals. Uh, Josh broke the news to us before we started recording. They do have George Kittle back here. Uh, he's he's. He, I thought he played last week. It was around my hot take. I got screwed over. He didn't end up playing. He'll play this week um jimmy g i don't know about do you guys know jimmy g is he, he he's done he's done okay so no jimmy g um so it's still nick mullins um uh, it's so it's the niners at the cardinals um do you guys know the spread on this can you give me the spread oh, on this cardinals are getting or give giving, four and giving. uh so i'm gonna drop my hot take here i think the cardinals win by 10 plus is that yeah, a, it's fine. very hot take. All right, yeah. So I think I think Kyler Kyler's back from his injury. He, sh- he showed it last week. The only reason, to be real, the only reason the Eagles were in that game is because the Cardinals had a fumbling problem. It's the only reason the Eagles stayed in that game. Um, I think this offense is back to being the fire powerhouse. We know they are. They, they want that postseason spot. They're going to have to play hard for it against a divisional opponent who's, you know, basically thrown up the white flag this season. Uh, I think they smashed them. So I'm going to take Cardinals- 10 or more here as my hot take.
1: I don't agree with that one. Uh, I don't see this being a blowout. The Cardinals are going to win this game, I think. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I might even like the Niners with the four and a half points, though. I think this is just a team that plays hard, plays physical. I feel like these guys are going to come out and play hard in a divisional game. They want to play spoiler. The defense wants to play well and impress, so Robert Sala can get a head coaching job. These guys play hard for him. They play hard for Shanahan. I'm going to take the Cardinals, but I could see this going either way. Eh, I'm, yeah. I'm taking the Niners. Screw it. I'm taking the Niners. i got a catch up here. I'll take the Niners. Okay. Niners. Uh,
2: we we love p- well. we love picking uh, wait, games. Wait, no, who are
1: they starting at quarterback? quarterback? They're starting Beathard? Yeah. I'm taking the Cardinals. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, Josh uh, <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals. I think the Niners cover. I'm taking the Cardinals to win.
2: Bethard's better uh, than Mullins, by the way. He is. Oh. He definitely is. Bethard's not that bad. Bethard should definitely be a backup somewhere. I, I do need to say that
1: the San, Francisco, the San Francisco 49ers have signed quarterback and former number 10 overall pick, Josh Rosen. And I think it's a phenomenal fit.
0: I, I, I think you nearly picked the Niners because you said earlier that they were going to run and you're just trying to salvage that because they've looked horrible since you They've looked that. horrible.
1: Mullen stinks. I think Josh Rosen could be the perfect fit there. He put
2: okay. he put too much weight in uh, in them beating the Rams in Jared Goff's every, every third off game. Yeah, you're uh, taking the
0: Cardinals, right? You see where I'm coming from with this hot take?
2: I am taking the Cardinals. I don't like your hot take. I don't think that's going to hit. Uh, the 49ers have played tough in the divisional games. I think 4.5 uh, is a really tough number to pick for. Nice. Uh, I I don't know. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win, though, but I think 4.5 is a tough number for spread. It's going to be a game that's going to be right around it. Listen, this offense, this offense outshot the fully healthy 49ers defense in week one. They did. You're right. You're 100% right. Kyler, Kyler also he he came back. His past past two weeks uh, that's what I'm saying. good weeks. Back to back, thirty plus fantasy points for Vamos. Oh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this call. Stop bringing up your face. <laughs> I hate you, dude. We're a wagon, man. We are a wagon. Oh God. All right. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: You're gonna hate from me from it, and Josh is usually doing because he hates. It. No, I mean
2: I, when we're talking about the game. I mean Kyler Berry's been playing well, and he's also <laughs> helping out Vamos. Like, what do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> not bring up your fantasy. Yeah, i'm
2: playing for 200 bucks this week what do you not want me to talk about it oh uh, that's true that's true all right you um, left. josh left
0: <laughs> josh left oh my god all right we're, we're back uh josh left because he couldn't take any more fantasy talk from dom but he's he's no one
1: cares about your fantasy team anyways let's... my
2: my wallet does i'm playing for 200 bucks this week
0: okay anyways let's move on to the last saturday game uh it's the nine and five dolphins at the seven and seven Raiders here. Uh, This is the most interesting game I think of all of them. I think we agree with that. Um, Unfortunately, rest in peace, another Josh Golden take. The Raiders disappointed his preseason take. They will not finish with 10 wins. They're seven and seven now after that loss last week. Uh, Josh, who are you taking in this game? Go to you first. Well,
1: Derek Carr is going to start in this game. I do want to point that out. Ian Rappaport just tweeted that he's going to be available. So that is a big, big win for the Raiders. And, yeah, the Raiders are not going to be a 10-win team that makes the playoffs, but I still think they're going to be a 9-win team. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders here.
0: Really? You're picking the Raiders here with a Dolphins team that wants to make the postseason?
1: Yeah, I think the Raiders play spoiler. I love Derek Carr. I still think this is a good football team. They're still going to play hard. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. I'm going with the Raiders. I guess I got to give him points for uh, stick dying with
0: his
2: takes from the season, I guess.
0: Dom, are you? I'm taking the Dolphins. Are you?
1: Yeah,
2: this is this is a game I debated putting my hot take on. I mean, the Dolphins are. I could make an argument that they're the best coached team in the NFL. And this team is such a good. I mean, you look at it, Josh. I mean, I I know you just grimaced. The, the Bills are very well coached. You uh, compare I the even talent.
1: The Bills, I'd probably say Kansas City. I guess.
2: Eh. Uh, maybe, but I mean, you look at the talent on this Dolphins team. They're they're I, I could
1: throw out Washington too. Ron Rivera's yeah. done
2: a hell of a job out there. Yeah, it, It's not just the head coaching, too. Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio is a guy who could be a head coach. Jack too. Del
1: Rio should get another opportunity. I cannot be believe he got coach. fired, by the way. That was so stupid. He um, got fired. Yeah, there,
2: I mean, Gruden, Gruden's done a fine job, though. Uh, he just needs to finish his season. Uh, but I'm going to take Miami in this game. Uh, I, I think that they they're in a tricky spot because they need to win their next two games, basically, because Baltimore plays the Giants and then the Bengals to end the season. So, tough spot for the, the Dolphins. Giants are not the they're... easiest out in the world. I mean, have you watched them play the past two weeks, Josh? They're back yeah, to being with, the, with the with offensive. The
1: Jones and Colt McCoy. Well, well, Daniel Jones is going to come back healthy this week, and it could be a different team.
0: We'll see. The Ravens defense is still pretty elite.
1: It's going to be an interesting game. I wouldn't take that as a lock for the Ravens. They're probably going to win the game. But I wouldn't be shocked if they lose it. All right, but well, so
0: keep things moving here. Dom back in the Dolphins here. Yeah. All right, so that so that shores up your Saturday games. Uh, we'll move on to the Sunday slate. Uh, the first game here is a game that I don't want to have to do. I realized, guys, I messed up my bit last week. I didn't do it. Uh, remember oh, Colts, Colts games? I didn't do it. So as much as I don't want to do it here, uh, you gotta get right. You gotta get right. I did, but I I want to stick to the bit. So. I'll do that last. But anyways, oh, the first the first Sunday game is probably, uh, you know, it's, it's a really important matchup for po- postseason stuff uh, here. We have the 10 and four Colts trying to chase the division w- win in the AFC South. They have to win out to do that. Uh, uh, then you have the 11 three Steelers. We already talked about they're spiraling here. Uh, jo- Dom, I'm going to go to you first here. Are, are you, you're back in the Colts here, right? There's no question.
2: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, I've been the biggest Colts advocate on this podcast all year. Love this Colts team. Uh, I mean, uh, Josh. Josh has also been a big advocate. We, Thank you. We we we, we both stand Philip Rivers in this defense and this offensive line. It's a perfect playoff. And
1: Frank Reich. Fix team. And Frank Reich. And Frank Reich.
2: I'm not a big Frank Reich guy. Uh, he he's done good things ever since he left the Chargers, because of course, uh, but. And a part of me tells me the Steelers are gonna bounce back. I thought they're gonna bounce back against Cincinnati. I was an idiot and I I took the Steelers with points. That was stupid. Uh, I was argu- I was arguably one of my worst picks all year. That or the the Chargers against the Patriots and they lost by forty five. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna take the Colts here because they 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 still haven't clinched their playoff spot yet. So uh, Colts need to get this one here. Yeah. All
1: right. Clinch with a win.
2: Yeah. So the Colts, if they
1: win, they need either a Baltimore or Miami loss to clinch a playoff berth. However, if they win this game, which I think they will, obviously I've been picking them all year and the Steelers stink right now. So I'm taking the Colts, but if the Colts win this game, the Titans lose on Sunday night football in the frozen tundra of green Bay and the Colts handle business against the Jacksonville Jaguars week 17. Like Dom and I have been saying all year, the Indianapolis Colts will be AFC South champions.
0: I don't think the Titans game, though, is that easy, but we'll get into it. It's not that well, easy. Packers are the best. Oh, I,
2: I, I look forward to that game. It sucks because uh, someone I know of runs poker tournaments on Sunday nights, and I want to play in them, but every night there's good Sunday night football. I get there something. Anyways, let's get back to the, the the main reason why everyone is here.
0: The coin flip. Uh, let me just put this out of the way. I want the I want to pick the Colts. I don't want to pick the Steelers for the life H-Hexus of me. Heads is Colts.
2: Tails is Steelers.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna show up on the. It doesn't matter. Who cares? People are listening. I'm gonna flip it. Uh, let's go. I'm picking the Colts.
2: There you go. There you go. All
0: there right. You go. The coin chooses Colts. All right. So I, I will die. take the Colts. I needed that. Now, I,
2: I will say the, the Steelers defensive line can cause some problems for Phillip. I believe he has seven touchdowns and zero turnovers in either the last four or five games. So he's playing much better football as of late. That's part of the reason why they're winning. Feed Jonathan Taylor. He's your best running back. He's don't also say. on Vaughn uh, He's also on Vaughn but that he is he- the best running back. It, it, the, the games where they were losing earlier on in the year, Jonathan Taylor wasn't getting carries. It, let's not be saying some smoke. You know, the, the, the Colts offense doing well is more important than Vamos. I'm not an idiot. But when the Colts offense does well, so does Vamos, and that's when they give Jonathan Taylor some carries. So I feed feed I Taylor. Oh my okay,
0: so we're all backing the Colts here. Thanks in part to the coin. Uh, next game, we're going to start hitting these games where we can quickly roll through them. Uh, not much needs to be said here. Uh, we already talked about the Falcons. Four and ten Falcons at the thirteen one Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs obviously still have a chance to not be the top seed still uh, if things go Very wrong slim. here.
2: Very, Very slim. slim. They need to. They need to lose out. The Steelers need to win out, and the and the Bills need to win out. And if yeah. that happens, the Bills would get no, it. No, right? I
1: don't think the Bills need to win out. I think if the Steelers win out and the Chiefs lose out, the Steelers would get it.
2: Yeah, but anyways,
1: regardless.
0: Uh, the, Chiefs the Chiefs still the, seed. the Chiefs still have someone to play for technically, so they're not going to they're not going to rest starters here. Uh, they want to shore up the number one seed. I think they do with a win here. They do. Uh, so yeah. this one's simple. We're we'll all take the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs win. I'm also going to go
1: Falcons cover the plus ten and a half.
2: I agree, and it's partly going to be for the fact that Matt Ryan's going to hit Calvin Ridley for like 115 yards and a touchdown for Vamos, but uh, no one I, cares Tom. <laughs>
0: Tom Stern, stop talking about vamos.
1: God, okay. Anyway. Uh,
2: but yeah, I, I I agree with you, Josh. Falcons points, Chiefs win.
1: They've played their last seven games in a one possession game. The Chiefs, yeah, the Falcons aren't a great team, but they've been hanging with some teams as well. They just hung with Tampa, had a lead in that game for a while. I don't see the Falcons not covering the ten and a half.
0: It's because, like we said, the, the 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 Chiefs just go so conservative once they get a big lead, and and, and, yeah. and then they win the game at the end. Anyways, all right, I'll take in Chiefs next game here. Uh, is it, it could be interesting here, maybe? Uh, it's the 7-7 seven seven Bears who have playoff life after they beat Minnesota. Uh, they could sneak in somehow the NFC picture, uh, playing the Jags who are the Trevor Lawrence holders. I, I'm just gonna say it now, Bears. I'm taking Bears. Do you, you guys are you are they gonna
1: argue Jags here? No, I think no. we're all taking the Bears here. And Bears fans are gonna be big Niner fans on Saturday afternoon as well. If the Cardinals do lose that game, I believe the Bears control their own destiny into the playoffs. And can't believe we might get some more Mr. Trubisky playoff football.
0: What a lovely thing, huh? Dom taking Bears as well? Yep. All right,
1: simple, cool. All right, next game. Uh, it's easy.
0: This one's going to be fun for draft order here. Uh, not for one of the teams playing, but for a different team. Uh, 3-10-1 Bengals at 4-10 Houston. Houston literally only playing to spoil the Dolphins' pick. That's all they can do now. Um, I, I think last week's Bengals game was just the only one because it was against a divisional opponent and everyone counted them out and Juju wanted the smoke and they Juju got the smoke. I'm taking Deshaun Watson to win this game here. Right, do we pick anything? We don't pick different here? Yeah, I'm going
1: to roll with Deshaun as well. He's going to be by far the best player on the field, and I think he's
2: just going to smoke the Bengals. Pretty simple. Yeah, I think Jesse Bates is also up there for one of the best players on the field. Pro Bowl snub, holy moly. Uh, Jesse Bates, does it.
1: murdered by Dawson Knox, week three, 2019.
2: Yes, he was. Uh, I, I, I like the Texans here as well. I, I think that Texans giving nine and a half is ridiculous. I'm going to That's take crazy. points there as well. I'm going to take points there as well um but texans all
0: right then we get next we arrive to the game points in that game is remarkable wow all right next we arrive to that game we already talked about a bit though five and nine giants faltering with injuries nine and five ravens looking to get a postseason spot this one's pretty simple for me. Again, I, I don't think the Ravens at home lose. Um, I don't know. I, neither of you have dropped your hot takes yet. So are either one of you using hot take here or are you just – we all picking Ravens?
1: Yeah, I'm not using it here, but the Ravens are going to win this game. They're the better team. They got something to play for here. I mean, the Giants do too, but <sighs> this just isn't the year for the Giants. They need to build around Dangle Jones. They need Saquon back. They do have some nice pieces. I think Joe Doug was a good hire. And I think the Giants could be pretty good next year and maybe win the division. But this isn't the year.
2: All right. I pretty pretty much agree. I'm going to take the Ravens as
0: well. All right. Interesting playoff. We'll definitely have a lot – after this week, we'll have a lot of fun to talk about the playoff scenario, especially in the AFC, because there's a lot of teams with a lot of wins that can squeeze into a spot and some that are going to just miss. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, Next, we have uh, another – just – the browns off their win against the giants playing the other new jersey team uh off their off their win uh uh, we're all taking the browns here right the browns are gonna steamroll the jets yeah i'm taking the browns
1: here i'd say jets gonna stay winless but they somehow aren't winless because they beat the rams somehow Uh, dom i'm not sure if you heard about that one but the jets did beat the los angeles rams i'm not sure exactly how that happened but Hey, you know, it's the NFL. It's why they play the game. We're going Good with the Browns here.
2: The I just jets.
0: got I just got breaking news. Dom, did you know the Jets beat the Rams last week? I just got it on my phone. Very funny. A-E-T-S.
1: E-T-S. E-T-S. S-P-B. S-P-B. Jets. Jets. Yeah. Jets.
2: No, it, it's so insulting because I am the Jets advocate. I've said, you know what? Yeah, the Jets Jay are terrible. Jets, I've been ele- saying
1: jets it all year. Jets. But I've also been saying, oh, you're the Rams stink. Can't
0: lose. Hey, I I'm in the camp. The Jets have the pieces to turn around too. don I, Jets, I'm. I agree.
2: the it, right, it was it was insulting for them to to beat the Rams and piss me off. <laughs> all right. Um. But so and we
0: all we all take the we all take the Browns there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next game here. This one's interesting because this is playoff implications for the NFC least. Um, four and ten Panthers at. The six and eight football team. This is uh, Ron Rivera playing his old team. Um, the the football team wins here. They clinch the NFC East. They clinch a playoff berth. They lose. They then it becomes a little more murky. The Eagles have an open door
1: to win Week Washington Seventeen. Does not clinch with the win. They need a Giants loss as well. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: they they they. they well, yeah. But uh, with with how our predictions are going, they'll be playing for the the spot. It's most likely been playing for the spot. I'm just gonna go out here, get out the gate. Um, I think the football team wins this game, and with the Giants' loss, clinches the NFC East. Let me say that right now. So, that's my pick. Dom's rattling his bell. I think he's gonna drop a hot take here, so I'm gonna let him go. Yes,
2: we are dropping a hot take in the nation's capital. Let me move this out of the way so I look less like an idiot on Twitter. I'm going to take Washington by double digits in this game over the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have uh, they've kind of skated by against some teams. Uh, they've played a ton of close games. I think that changes this week. Washington has a ton to play for. Alex Smith might come back and play, and uh, so might Antonio Gibson. I'm going to take the football team by double digits in this game. Love this defense. Chase Young, Brandon, or no, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Tim Settle, Montez Sweat. That's the best defensive line in football in my eyes. They're absolutely nuts, and I think they're going to give Teddy Bridgewater a ton of problems giving the football
0: team. Josh, are you uh, going to go crazy and pick Panthers, or are you rocking football team?
1: I thought about it a little bit. I can't quite do it. I'm going to go with the football team here. I hope I'm wrong, but we're, go- we're going football team here. They're the better football team, and it, it would be fun to see Alex Smith in the playoffs.
0: All right, next game we're moving here to the greatest AFC West rivalry, God, especially this year. Am I right? It's it's the five and nine injured Broncos at the the Los Angeles five and nine Chargers. This game doesn't matter for anyone. Um, I guess it's just young quarterbacks going at it. I don't I don't really I'm don't really know exactly who to pick here. Uh, Josh, I'm going go to you first here. Do you have an idea of who you're taking in this game?
1: I'm going to take the Chargers. I like the way Herbert's playing right now. He looks good. He looked really good against the Raiders. And I mean, the Broncos just flat out played terrible against the Bills, got completely lit up. Of course, the Bills are a top three team in the league right now, but they just got absolutely demolished. They didn't even look like they should be on the field. Chargers are going to win this one. I think they're the better football team right now, even though they both kind of stink. All right. Josh is going Chargers. Dom, who are you
2: going here? I'm also going to take the Chargers in this game as well. I I like three and a half in this game, little a sa- little safety blanket. Uh, the bro- I've been just terrible picking against the spread with the Broncos all year. It's been a train wreck for me. So I don't know if you want to take my word on that. And the Chargers too, for all that matter. I did get three and a half of them last week. So that was, that was a nice take. Uh, but I will take the Chargers here.
0: All right. I want to gain ground. I'm purely picking this for gaining ground. I'm i going to take the Broncos. Uh, I'm praying that they choke, the Chargers choke and piss Dom off. Uh, And I need to gain ground quickly, and I'm going to take an opportunity to now. So I'm going to take the Broncos purely to try to get first place over Dom.
2: Well, don't get it twisted. I want them to lose. I know. It's it's actually hard for me to decide because, I mean, if they would go 4-0 after getting eliminated from the playoffs mathematically, that would be just precious and just absolutely lovely. Uh, But, I mean, I I, want to see them fail. I just don't think they will.
1: Do they have the Chargers or the Raiders Week 17? I mean, do they have the Chiefs or Raiders? Excuse Chiefs, me? Chiefs, and they won't be playing anyone probably. Nope. Mm, probably not. Probably not. I'm with, just picking well, this because with, with a bye,
2: the Chiefs will probably play some guys. Maybe first half.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll cross the bridge when we get there. Uh, I picking the Broncos to try to gain ground on Tom we'll see how that goes. Next game, uh top one of the best rivalries in football, uh, uh regardless you can't say otherwise. Uh not this year though, it's not as fun. Uh it's Eagles at Dallas. Uh Dallas coming off that win where they they looked they looked pretty good offensively again against the Niners uh and I think this game will be close. It's always close. Um Bennett, my friend Bennett always says the Eagles and Cowboys split. Uh, I'm just going to take the Eagles because I, I refuse to pick Dallas against my team. I don't care. I'm, I'm going team bias here. So I'm going to pick
2: Eagles. I mean, if I was picking uh, with my team in this game, I'd just go team bias. I mean, I think this is honestly a coin flip. I'm going to agree with Ben. I, I am, I'm picking just for the sole reason that these teams split almost every single year. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. It's not Ben DiNucci starting this game. It's Andy Dalton. The Cowboys' offense is playing well. The problem is the Eagles' defense has been playing well as well. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals offense has just been very good as of late. Uh, and I mean, they ran into a wagon in Kyler Murray and the Vamos quarterback. So, I mean, what else are you going to do? Hey. But I think Andy, I think Andy Dalton and the Cowboys, I think they're going to, they're going to win at Jerry's world. They're going to be the Eagles. All right, Josh, you going Dallas or Philly?
1: Um, I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think they've been playing well their last couple of weeks. Yeah, these teams do split most years, but I'm going to go based off of the logic that, Winning against Ben DiNucci doesn't really count as a win. So we're going to go with the Eagles here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Either way, the loser of this game is out of the NFC East title. Case. Yes. Yes. All right, So I'm going to go yeah. with the Eagles here. I think they're playing better right now. And let's have some fun. Go, Birds.
0: Love to hear it. Okay. Boone, another rivalry game. This one is a lot more important. Uh, this is basically winner – I think wins the NFC West, basically, not, not well, the, for beta.
2: The, it's it's a t-shirt, it's a hat and t-shirt game for the Seahawks. And if the Rams win it, they just have Wait, to win it next week. Wait,
1: let me just clear this up though. So it's a hat and t-shirt game for the Seahawks. But had the Rams beat the Jets, it would be a hat and t-shirt game for the Rams. Yes. But the Rams lost to the Jets. <laughs> Yes. The so,
2: you, you piece of crap, dude. I've had to do it. I you know, I, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. The Rams, they're overlooking the Jets, they're preparing for the Seahawks. Sean McVay owns, he owns Pete Carroll. It's a great matchup for the Rams. I love them to bounce back here. I love them to beat the Seahawks. And in fact, Josh, I know you're gonna pick the Seahawks. Five dollars straight up on this game. Wait.
0: Can I just get something out of the way though? Yeah, sure. The Rams lost to the
1: Jets last week. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. You
2: guys suck.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, No matter what happened in the Rams-Jets game, I was picking the Seahawks here. You're right. But you can't pick a team after they lose to the Jets. Sure, I can. It's just they lost to the Jets. I Uh, realized
2: that, Josh.
1: I, I, I don't care. What they were overlooking, I don't care. The Seahawks are winning this football game. Not only are they the better football team, but the Rams just lost to the freaking Jets. The Seahawks are looking great on defense. Russell's going to figure it out. T-shirt and hat game, they're playing hard. Seattle wins this. Really confident here.
2: Dude, I mean, the, the Seahawks lost to the Giants, who have the second most points per game in the league. I mean, of course, only in front of the Jets. Listen, I'm not gonna defend the loss. I already, I already said what I had to very say. Good defense. It, it's good. I don't think it's top very 10. good. I think it's good. It's probably top they're, 10. It's close. I mean, at Back the end, end of the day, they're five and nine. 10, but... At the end of the day, they're five and nine. I don't think I mean the the Seahawks were what, twelve and a half point favorites that game? The Rams were 17 point favorites. It's not a huge difference. No, it's not a huge difference. But why? Why aren't we? Why aren't you giving the same crap to the Seahawks that you're giving he, to me? Because
0: he's because he's Rams bias. He's
2: Rams bias. No, right.
1: the Giants had have five wins and the Jets have
2: one. Okay, you five dollars on this game, Josh. Five dollars. Four. All right, cool. I'll enjoy your five bucks.
1: No, you won't.
2: Sean McVay owns Pete Carroll.
1: You're incorrect. I'm such a media party on this one.
2: Such a such a great matchup for the Rams. They blew a, the Seahawks out of the water, and then Andrew. Seattle there. wins this game. I'm I'm very confident here. Such a Seattle median
0: wins. party, and now now I'm
2: putting now I'm put on the line. Oh, the God. Rams. The Rams. The Rams have also won the third or the second matchup against the Seahawks in Sean McVay's first three years in Seattle, and none of them have been good games. I'm so torn.
0: I'm so torn. This is, this is hard. This is the hardest Listen, pick of I've ever made.
2: I, year. I've, pick, I've picked against the Rams four times this year. I don't think I've ever been more confident in a game. I love the Rams this game.
1: You don't think you've ever been more confident in a Rams game? I mean, this year, yeah. This year. You weren't more confident when they were playing the Jets.
2: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's different. They were 17-point favorites.
1: You were were really confident in that game, Dom.
2: Yes, and they lost, Josh. What What happened? happened? Josh, who won that game? The the Rams lost to the Jets. The Rams lost to the Jets, okay? Very well aware of what happened in that game. Don't need a reminder. It was traumatic, okay? That is the second time. thirteen. I I know, Josh, okay? Listen, it's not like I haven't experienced this before. My team has lost to a winless team on the week of Christmas before. I hey, know what bro, this is like. Did you know that the, did you know the Rams lost to the Jets? You guys suck, wait, 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 wait. man.
0: Okay, cool. I was just making sure. Yeah, you guys I, suck. Uh, yeah. Sorry, did you just want to say?
1: <laughs> you <guys> <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rams what? in
0: this game. I'm picking the Rams. Let's go. Uh, uh, gonna uh, win. Interruption.
1: Interruption. Important tweet from Steve Cohen. Happy holidays to all. Bring on Mets baseball in 2021. <laughs> I hate you.
0: I, I, I'm picking the Rams. <laughs> i was sorry. I
2: hate you. <laughs> That's worse than me talking about Vambos. No.
0: Yes, because that has implications. He ties it into what we're talking about. You just interrupted. <laughs> it t- 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 tells a happy holidays tweet from your owner. That's worse. It's Steve Cohen. Oh my god! It's okay. I'm taking the Rams uh, because I, I do believe in bounce back games, and Seattle. We're we're forgetting Seattle didn't look that great last week either even though it was a good football team defense i well, think Well, i so. mean
2: that that game played out exactly how i think everyone else expected it to low scoring game seahawks win football team cover six and a half i mean that was that was pretty easy one and it, it played out i don't think the seahawks played a bad game in that one the football team defense is unbelievable and the seahawks offensive line sucks uh sunny so, I mean,
1: but i think their defense is really playing good football right now and russell's gonna figure it out i've been saying it the last couple weeks their defense is what we needed to see improve, and it's improved. Russell's gonna figure it out. He's a top two quarterback for a reason. He will figure it out. And this team, I think, will still make the Super Bowl. I think
0: Okay.
2: Well I think No, I I, honestly that's not a terrible pick. Because I mean the, the NFC is so wide open. Wide it's open. Incredible. It's wide open. It's it's crazy. I think like, the, teams like Josh, like Josh, I know you I know you hate the Rams, but the Rams could make the Super Bowl if they put it all together.
1: Unless they lose to the Jets again.
2: We don't play the Jets again.
0: We don't, Josh. God. Did you know that they lost to them last week? Yes, uh,
1: I, I can't say a team can make the Super Bowl if they <laughs> lost to the Jets. Well, but they lost to the Giants. The Jets and Giants. We're, we're
0: going in circles. We're going in circles. We need we're not doing You can't okay. compare those
1: losses. It's completely different. I think both
0: it's these teams bad. end 11-5, and five, and that means the Rams win this week. That's my pick. There we go. All right. Sunday night football game. Very good game. Titans. Woo. Titans would, uh, can, sh- no, they can't, but the Titans need this win to win the AFC South here. Uh, if they don't have to win next week to get a wild card spot, they have to go to Lambeau and play the Packers, uh, who are also playing for the number one seed with the saints now. Um, and this is going to be a great game. This is one of the best Sunday night football games particularly because the Titans play well into the Packers and the Packers play well into the Titans. This is going to be a shootout. This is going to be high scoring. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a bad
1: man. I'm going to take the Packers,
0: but it's going to be high scoring it is, it, take the over.
1: Yeah. This is going to be a very high scoring battle here. The over is 56. I still love the over. I think we're going to see probably maybe even 70 points in this game. I think it's going to be really, really high scoring. I think the Packers win it. They're the better football team. They're playing at home teams don't like to play in green bay in december if seattle somehow loses to the rams which they won't the packers will be playing this game with a chance to clinch the number one spot in the nfc but Seattle's going to win that game so it won't matter but the packers are still going to win this game and hang on to the number one spot for the time being
2: all right I, i like the packers as well i like the three and a half safety blanket uh with the Titans in this game, I mean it's going to be so high scoring that I think that these two teams it could be decided on a game winning field goal. Uh and Mason Crosby hasn't missed all year, so I mean I, I would take that. It's unbelievable. I mean it, the the fantasy matchup Vamos versus uh Juice juice We don't have kickers,
0: man. How, why are you spinning this with kickers? No, because it's going to come down to
1: final scores here in this game. But I'm going to toss the final score for this game. I'm going to go 38 31 pack
2: all right uh i mean it, i think this matchup could come down to devonta adams versus derrick henry who's more productive because they're both going to just torch whoever they're going up against derrick henry's gonna be more productive but i think the Packers do not win it, it's going to be such a great game i mean these two teams they they match up very poorly against each other defensively um so i That's what, yeah. i think this is going to be super exciting go pack go all right, we're all
0: taking the cheeseheads. That's the great Sunday night game. Make sure you watch that game. Uh, next game is going to be kind of like – I'm going to call this the victory parade game, and I, I know Josh is going to love it. Uh, it's, it's Buffalo at Patriots. Buffalo playing, you know, for a spot of the one, one seed, and there's no way they're going to rest starters here or whatever. Uh, they're playing the Patriots, who have officially were eliminated from postseason last week. Buffalo is the AFC East. Josh is going to go last with his victory lap on the pod. Uh, Dom, is there much – uh, do you want to say anything you're taking the bills right
2: yeah i'm gonna take the bills i mean the patriots still they, they play with a ton of pride and i think this is going to be a touchdown game i think the bills win uh but i mean counting out bill belichick in a divisional game it's gonna be close
0: actually i do have something i'm gonna take the bills here i do have something i want to say really quickly though uh because it's an afc east team and we shout out another afc east team congrats jets last week
1: beating the rams congrats Yeah, congratulations to the Jets on beating the Rams. That was quite a game. Tom, I don't know if you heard about that one, but the Jets did
2: beat the Rams. You guys just suck. My gosh.
1: (laughs) This is what happens if your team loses to the 0-13 Jets.
0: Uh, (laughs) This is is too fun. This
1: is what happens.
0: (laughs) Josh, take take it away with your victory lap
1: here for this game. Let's talk for a minute about the Buffalo Bills traveling to Foxborough. First of all, I want to point out what was recently in Foxborough, When the Bills won the Fox Best Fans Challenge, they got to put up a billboard anywhere in the country. And of course, Bills Mafia chose Foxborough because we're awesome. But we're looking at this game here. The Buffalo Bills have clinched the AFC East for the first time in 25 years. And the New England Patriots are eliminated from the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. The Bills offense has been stomping on throats recently. They've been killing the Niners, they've been killing the Steelers, they've been killing the Broncos. Now it's time to kill the New England Patriots. This is the established dominance game for the Buffalo Bills, and I did not think I would ever be at this point in my life, but I am putting my hot take right here on the Buffalo Bills, on Air Allen, on everything we got right here. The Bills will win this game in Foxborough by 14+. plus. Stomp on their throats, establish dominance, take over the division for real this time, win a game in Foxborough, dominate a game in Foxborough, go destroy Belichick.
0: Woo, let's go Jets. Great win last week. What? <laughs> oh my God, this is I, lo- I love the hot take, Josh. I, I love it. I love the energy. This, I, I would love to see I, this. I want your hot take to hit. This is great. I appreciate it. Bill, you, I, I support love Support means a lot. Yeah, I got you. I'm go Bills.
1: Where's the support for me? <laughs> I picked your Rams. Support went away
0: when you lost to the Jets. <laughs> I picked your Rams. They're they're my they were my sleeper team in the playoffs. You 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 get your Rams get my praise too. It's just this is this is a happy moment. This is historical. You 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 gotta love it. And the Rams lost to the Jets last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he went camera off. Now uh, Okay. Us. All right. Anyways, th- that wraps up the <laughs> episode 16 with the team podcast, the uh, Christmas Eve episode. It'll be up on Christmas Eve on Christmas Day for you to listen
1: for the football game. We'll go to final thoughts. Josh, I'll go to you first. Final thoughts. First half of my final thought before we get to Leo's final thought, I'm just going to say that the NBA season does not matter and the Sixers didn't cover. So, who cares? Don't even talk about that game. He's already walking off because I, I know him well enough. I know what he's going to say. He's getting his Ben Simmons jersey. Ben Simmons still can't shoot, so it doesn't matter. Um, what I'm going to do for my final thought, I'm not even going to talk. I'm just going to play the quote of the year right here.
0: This hat's fine and dandy. This hat and shirt's fine and dandy. Well, the one that says Super Bowl chance.
1: Quote of the year right there. We want the hat and shirt that says effing Super Bowl champs on it. Josh Allen in the locker room to the whole team after the division win. We want the hat and shirt that says Super Bowl champs on it. The Bills are coming. It's happening, baby. Go Sixers. That's Um, a cool jersey though. That's a cool jersey. I'm looking at that. That is a cool jersey, jersey. but Ben Um, Simmons still can't make a shot. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's okay though um
0: yeah so my final thoughts are um you know nba basketball's back i'm a big nba guy it's it's been interesting uh, so far i would take a look at it even if these two don't think it matter i like it uh nba's back you have your christmas slate go ahead and watch that too have obviously if anyone celebrates it a happy christmas uh and jets enjoy your early present on that win last week
2: do i get final thoughts yeah J- you do <laughs> Yes! 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 Yes!
1: <laughs> hey, Dom, your final
2: thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, I thought about going with Rams, and they're, they're going to prove they're the best team in the NFC West, but I wanted to try and stay away from bias here and my final thoughts. Uh, the man the man I love the most in the National Football League is going to a place that has haunted him several times before throughout his NFL career, going up against the quarterback that he was in the same draft class in 2004. Mr. Phillip... Rivers is going into Pittsburgh this week, and he and his defense and his offensive line and Jonathan Taylor are going to walk into Pittsburgh, and they're going to stomp on the Steelers. It is going to be glorious, and I'll make fun of my Steelers fan friend who hates Philip Rivers. It's going to be lovely, and I I, I hope that Philip Philip uh, has a has a fun fun Christmas. We know he's uh we know he's a Catholic, so we know that uh he has a lot of children. We know that he's in, he enjoys the holidays, big holidays guy. We hope that you didn't get a two overboard for Christmas because he has nine children. Uh but uh Philip, I love you. I I'm not gonna watch a minute of this game because I will be umpiring because I don't wanna watch my fantasy team. I wanna I wanna just be able to work and cause I, I appreciate football in the pure football form and I hate hurting for my fantasy team. I also like winning money. So, uh, go Philip, go Vamos. Uh, team's gonna walk out with the ship this week. Let's go. Hey
0: Josh, do you think I have a theory? Right? Do you think that Philip Rivers is trying to have as many kids as
1: the Jets had losses coming into that Rams game? I don't know. He's still he still got to catch up. I think what four more it is. Four more.
0: Yeah. He's, he's
2: got. Yeah. He's got. He's got five more years. Because
0: the that, Jets so. did have thirteen losses going into that Rams game. They did
1: and they actually still only have 13 losses oh yeah
2: because he has, he has he has as many losses as the team that's going to beat the eagles this week so i don't want to hear your you mean kids
0: many- you're rattled you about to say kids you're already rattled i right? am
2: it's i really- am rattled i'm I not <laughs> clear that i've been rattled this This is
1: what happens when you lose to the jets <laughs> yeah, yes 100 okay. you,
2: you don't understand
1: you you don't understand <laughs> All right, that I don't understand because my team played the Jets twice and beat them both times. We beat them eighteen to ten. So, like, shut up.
0: We beat them. He's got two. You got none. All right. <laughs> that and does the Rams as well. Yep. Uh, that does it for the uh, the Split the Scene podcast, episode sixteen. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the postseason picture. Uh, for all, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.